Let's open to Revelations. Uh, Revelations chapter 1, and then I want you also to go back and get Proverbs chapter number 14. Proverbs 14 and Revelations chapter number 1 this morning. And if you're visiting today, we're glad that you're here this morning. And, uh, and all of those that are always here, we certainly appreciate you. Proverbs 14, in both chapters, we'll be reading uh, the fifth verse, uh, just a portion of the one in Proverbs 14 in verse 5. And the Bible said, A faithful witness will not lie. And then we want to go to Revelations chapter 1, again verse 5. And the Bible said, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Thank you. Be seated. Our Father, as we come this morning, Lord, we do bless your name. We, we know, Lord, that whether it's, whether it's marriage or, or, Lord, whatever it is in life, we know that every good and perfect gift comes down from above and from the Father of lights. And uh, we're thankful, Lord, for every good gift that You've given us uh, down through life. Sometimes what we look at it, Lord, is it might be a bad gift when it's God gets through working it all together for good. It turns out to be a good gift. And fathers, we come this morning. We thank You for each one that's here. Uh, thank You for Brother Caleb and uh, his family that uh, has sung this morning. Know they uh, put a lot of thought in getting the right song and praying over it, and uh, I pray you'd bless them today. And uh, Father, we pray this morning, uh, the most important person in the service today is, uh, is not myself, uh, Lord, but it's that sinner that might be here and don't know the Lord. And I pray you'd speak to their heart, and uh, Lord, that they might, uh, Lord, go through the process, uh, Lord, of, uh, of finding out they're lost, and and, and to come to know that, uh, Lord, they are going to that place, uh, Lord, that's been sung about this morning. And there will be fire that they'll know throughout all eternity if they don't get saved. Now, Lord, bless us that are saved. I pray we could be better Christians than what we are. And, uh, Lord, we just thank You and praise that You'll get glory out of this service today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Uh, of course, you noticed in the uh, in the reading this morning, uh, you no doubt noticed the same phrase in both places where the Bible talks about a faithful witness. They said, uh, used to witnessing the gospel was done by tell a person. A person gets saved and then they'd tell another person. And then they'd go get saved and they'd tell another person. And so the gospel was spread by teleperson. And then down through time came the telephone. And people could talk to folks on the telephone and, and talk about the Lord. And then later on came television. But the best, the best witness is done by teleperson. I read about a missionary over in China, a medical missionary over in China. Uh, they brought this uh, native to him, this uh, native to the country to him, and he was pretty much blind. 
and had cataracts bad in both eyes. And this physician, uh, he performed the uh, procedure on him. He removed the cataracts and the man was able to see again. He went from uh, what you might say blind to seeing again. And it wasn't just a few days after that that the man came back to the doctor's office and he had 48 blind men that he was leading with a rope. And he had led them from where they were to over to where this doctor was because he thought if the doctor had opened his eyes that he could open these folks' eyes. That's kind of what witnessing is. Uh, amen? Uh, it's uh, going and telling somebody else what God's done for us and bringing them back uh, so that God can do something for them. Uh, this morning, uh, I want to preach about a faithful witness. It's hard in our kind of a day to find a faithful anything. Uh, don't matter what it is, it's hard to find anything that's faithful. Why, even old faithful's not faithful. Uh, you know, they call it old faithful. But in the 13th and 14th century, uh, old faithful never did erupt. Makes me think of me and my sister Joy was visiting my mom out the nursing home when she was still alive. We were sitting there in the room. Mama was sitting there in a, uh, I think a wheelchair, in a chair. And Joy was on the bed and I was standing over in the corner. And we were talking about upcoming vacations and where we'd like to go. And Joy made the statement, she said, I'd like to see Old Faithful. And Mama blurted out right in the middle of it, you're looking at her. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that it's hard to find a faithful witness. The Bible said a faithful witness will not lie. The Bible here in verse 5 of Revelations 1, the Bible identifies who this faithful witness is. The Bible said Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness. Now, I'm not a faithful witness and you're not a faithful witness. Have you witnessed to anybody this week? You're not a faithful witness. Have you knocked on a door or handed out a track or give somebody a text about the Lord? If not, you're not a faithful witness. Uh, you see, a faithful witness is faithful in witnessing. You know, we could go through the Bible and you might say, I know some faithful witnesses. Well, you take John the Baptist. John was such a faithful witness. John was such a witness it got his head cut off. He told Herod, he said, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And it cost him his head. But John is as good a witness as he was. He's not the faithful witness the Bible's talking about. Why you take Peter, Peter was a pretty good witness. Uh, Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, flesh and blood, hath not revealed this unto thee, Jesus said, but my Father which is in heaven. But Peter, as good a witness as he was, and no doubt he excels me and maybe you, I, 
Uh, but, but Peter got out there by the fire and a little old maid out there said, you're one of his. And he said, I don't even know him. He's not a faithful witness. Now you take the apostle Paul, what a witness. Paul stands there before uh, Felix and Agrippa and he knowing, knowing his life is in their hands uh, and Paul faithfully uh, uh, tells them about what the Lord had done for him uh, and Paul was certainly a good witness but he's not the faithful witness uh, uh, that this uh, Bible is talking about. Because the Bible says... Uh, uh, that these men were like you and me. You say, what do you mean? Well, we're only faithful over a few things. Uh, the Bible said when we get home at the Lord, if we've done anything, the Lord will say, well done, uh, uh, thy good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things. Uh, uh, you might have been faithful coming to Sunday school or faithful putting your tithe in or a faithful church member or faithful in praying. Uh, uh, but none of us uh, are faithful in all things. Uh, uh, but this good witness the Bible is talking about here uh, is Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, you see, the Bible said, the psalmist said, all men are liars. That's what the Bible says. You say, where's that at? Psalm 116 verse 11. All men are liars. And the Bible says it don't take us long to get started in it. In Psalms 58 and verse 3, the Bible said they go astray from the womb as soon as they're born speaking lies. And you say, why well, a baby can't even speak? No, but we all know that those babies will let out a blood-curdling cry uh, like that uh, they're dying and your mother will run up and run in the room and look over the crib and the baby will look up and smile at them. Uh, uh, you say, what'd she do? Well, she made like there's something wrong, but there was nothing wrong. Uh, and uh, the Lord said that we go astray from the womb. Uh, uh, you see, uh, uh, we'll tell the truth about some things, uh, but not all things. You say, what do you mean? Well, you take a preacher. And, uh, you know, he may go preach in a meeting like this. And, and there might be 75 people there. And his preacher friend calls him on a Monday morning and said, how was church? And he said, it was great. We probably had 150, 200 people. You see, I started with the preacher, but I'm not going to stop with him. Uh, you see, we come in the door on Sunday morning or maybe a Wednesday night and uh, we, we, we just feel so bad we can't hardly make it. We almost stayed home. And we walk through that door and somebody say, How you doing today? Oh, I'm great. I feel fine. Amen. Uh, you just took a half a bottle of Tylenol before you come in the door. Uh, you see, we'll tell the truth about some things, but not all things. Uh, uh, you take our feelings, you know. And you might you might hug somebody in and out of church or out on the porch and you might hug them and say, I love you. And they say, love you too. And you get in the car and you say, I can't stand them. Yeah. That's, that's the way we do. Uh, that's the way we are, amen. Uh, Why, well, you take money. 
Some people will say, I don't have any money when they got a lot of money. You take this one here. You take age. I got every woman in the building then. They'll lie about their age. They'll, they'll stay the same age for 10 years. Amen. I, I, we, we just... We, we tell the truth about some things, but not all things. You take the worship service. Uh, we'll go out and in in, in, uh, eat dinner somewhere, have the deadest, driest service it's ever been. Nobody moved. Nobody testified. Nobody even grunted. Uh, uh, nobody did anything. Uh, and we'll go out to the service and meet the guy across town. They say, how was church today? Oh, it was great. Amen. Uh, uh, you see, it's just in us. Uh, it's just in us. Uh, uh, we may be faithful about a few things, uh, uh, but only Jesus Christ is faithful in telling the truth about all things. That's why He's the faithful witness. Amen. Uh, uh, you see why you take salvation. There's, uh, the world is filled with people that do not tell the truth about salvation. They are not a faithful witness uh, uh, because they do not tell the true way for people to be saved. Uh, uh, they'll say that it's got to do with the water or a wafer or your works or what you're doing uh, and they are lying like a Persian rug. Amen. Uh, if you want to know the truth about salvation, uh, uh, ask Jesus Christ. Uh, and Jesus Christ will tell you the truth. And He said, you must be born again. He said that to the biggest religious ruler in His day. Because He's a faithful witness. We might have said, well, Nicodemus, you're not that bad. You're okay. But He's the faithful witness. Uh, the preacher may say you're okay. Your husband or wife may say you're okay. But ask Jesus. If you want to know the truth, He'll tell you the truth about salvation. He says that salvation is by grace through faith. Amen. I was blessed by my daughter-in-law Ashley. She had posted a thing on Facebook about salvation and, and somebody texts back in and what they text back in, it it uh, it had uh, it said yeah you got to do good or something like that and she texts back in big bold letters no 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 salvation is by grace through faith uh, uh, that's what it is my friend salvation is by grace through faith uh, Jesus will tell you the truth about it. Uh, uh, there's not 50 ways to come to the Lord. Uh, you can't come through Muhammad. You can't come through Joseph Smith. You can't come through Buddha. I tell you, if you all know the truth about salvation, ask this faithful witness. And what he's got to say about it is there's none other name under heaven whereby that we must be saved. You want to know the truth about hell? Don't ask the Jehovah's Witness. They're not a faithful witness. Now they witness, but they're not a faithful witness. They may call themselves Jehovah's Witnesses, but they're not faithful witnesses because they'll tell you there is no hell. They'll tell you the hell is the grave. Amen. But if you want to know about hell, ask the faithful witness. Jesus Christ said uh, uh, that it was made for the devil and his angels. Uh, 
Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 19 through verse 31, He said there's a man already there. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, He said it's a place where the worm doth not and the fire is not quenched. If you want to know about hell, don't ask some Jehovah's Witness. Don't ask somebody like that. They're not a faithful witness. Ask Jesus. He is the only faithful witness. That's why the Bible identifies him for you. You want to know about heaven? Ask Jesus. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me and my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, there is a place called heaven. Amen. He said in Acts 1 and 11, the angels said uh, uh, that Jesus was taken up into heaven, the Bible said. Uh, uh, Why the Lord even locates it. People have all these ideas about what heaven is and where heaven is. Won't you ask the faithful witness? He said in Psalm 75 verse, Six, a promotion does not come from the east or the west or the south, and it don't never mention the north because that's the direction heaven's in. Talking about northern lights, he tells you what heaven's like, amen. You want to know about marriage? Ask the faithful witness. Don't ask the Supreme Court judge. He's not a faithful witness. He said marriage is between a man and a man or a woman or a woman. God knows what's coming down the road what they're going to do it. Amen. Do you want to know what a man is? Ask the faithful witness. You want to know what a woman is? Ask the faithful witness. The, the Supreme Court and many up there on it don't know what it is. Amen. You want to know about marriage? Ask Jesus. He said marriage is honorable, Hebrews 13 and 4. Marriage is honorable and the bed is undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge, uh, the Bible says. Uh, You want to know about marriage? Don't ask the Mormons. You say, why? They'll tell you you can be married up there. Amen. I worked with a guy one time and and he was, he's a Mormon. He was all excited. I said, he said, I'm fixing to go out to Salt Lake City. And I said, what are you going out there for? He said, me and my wife are going to have a ceremony performed. Uh, and that way we can be married in heaven, he said. Uh, I, I said, that's not what Jesus said. Uh, uh, Jesus said in heaven they neither marry or give it in marriage, Jesus said. Uh, uh, you want to know about marriage? Ask the faithful witness, amen. Uh, he says that marriage uh, is between a man uh, and a woman, amen. Uh, uh, that's what he defined as marriage, uh, Don't believe all this junk going around all over the world uh, and they're trying to change your mind and they're trying to get in your kids' heads uh, and they're trying to make them think that marriage is between two women or two men. Uh, uh, No, sir, the faithful witness says uh, uh, from the beginning uh, uh, did he not make them male uh, and female. Uh, Amen. Uh, I want you to know this morning uh, uh, that that Jesus tells us uh, what a marriage is. We're not hearing as much about it now. I guess they done got it done. But back a few years ago, you know, they fixed the bathrooms up where the 
men and the women could go in either bathroom. And uh, they were saying, in other words, uh, what bathroom ought to go into? Anyone you want. No. I've known what bathroom to go in but what, yeah, yeah. since I was that big. Yeah. Amen. The men go in the boys' bathroom. The girl goes in the girls' bathroom. And if you're at home, the man goes in, closes the door, he comes out, and then the woman goes in. I've known that ever since I was a kid. The boys went in the boys' bathroom, the women went in the girls' bathroom, and everything else goes to the woods. Amen. I'm talking about this faithful witness is identified. His name is Jesus Christ. There's only one. There's only one faithful witness that will tell you the truth about everything. You don't know about the second coming? Ask the faithful witness. He said that he would descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead were going to rise, and then we which are remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds. Don't ask the scoffers that say he's not coming. Uh, ask Jesus, amen. Uh, uh, listen, don't believe these date setters and book writers uh, uh, about Jesus coming. They don't know when he's coming. Uh, uh, Jesus said in Matthew 24, he said that he said the Father said that no one knows but the Father. He said the angels don't know. I think he said the Son don't know, and only the Father knows. Now we can know the the, the time and the season and the nearness of it, uh, uh, but we can't know the exact hour when. Jesus is going to come. Amen. At least that's what he said. He's identified as a faithful witness. I mean, the Lord couldn't have got it any plainer for you. He said a, a faithful witness won't die. And then he goes all the way to the end of the Bible and says from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness? It's him. It's only one. Amen. Tells the truth about everything. That's why he's a faithful witness. You see, if we tell the truth about 98% of the stuff, we're not a faithful witness. That's why there's only one. Look at this. Not only is identified, he's qualified. The Bible said the first begotten of the dead. He is the only one who could be a faithful witness. You say, why? He's the only one that is begotten from the dead and never did die again. There's other people that died, but they died again. So what? how does that qualify him? Well, let me tell you something. He's qualified because he made everything. The Bible said in Colossians 1 and 6, For by him are all things were created. Amen. He made everything. Do you think he'd know something about everything? He made it all. I like it when he gets to talking with Job. Over in Job 38. The Lord several times, I won't read the whole chapter, but in verse 4, he said, Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Your college professor wasn't there. 
Charles Darwin wasn't there. Jesus Christ qualifies to be the faithful witness because he was there. And I reckon he ought to know. He qualifies to be the faithful witness because he made everything that was made. And so I reckon he ought to know. The Bible said, Who hath laid the measure thereof? If thou knowest, who hath stretched out the line upon it? Who's measured all the earth? Who knows all the lengths and depths and heights? Uh, uh, the Lord, He's the only one. You say, He said, Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who hath laid the cornerstones thereof? These scientists, will, they'll get out all these theories and all these things. They're not a faithful witness. They wasn't there. They don't know. But Jesus Christ was. The Bible said, Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea? Well, even Jacques Cousteau was not a faithful witness. Oh, he went down a hundred spots maybe, but he hadn't seen the whole thing. The Bible said Jesus was there and he knows wherever spring is in the ocean. Man, he's a, he's a faithful witness. The Bible said, Have the gates of death been opened unto thee? He died and come back. You ain't even died yet. And you're going to tell him or you're going to tell somebody what death's like, you ain't never even died. That's like trying to describe to somebody what it's like to drive a car and you don't even own one. That's like people trying to tell somebody else what it's like to be saved and ain't even saved themselves. Amen. I'm saying Jesus Christ is the faithful witness. He's entered into the gates of death. He's come back out of the gates of death. Amen. He's got the keys of death and hell, the Bible said. He qualifies because He made everything. He qualifies because He's been tempted in every way. I've not been tempted in every way. I'm not a faithful witness. I can't tell you what it's like to be divorced because I've never been divorced. I can't tell you what it's like to lose a spouse. I still have mine. I can't tell you what it's like to have children that are on drugs and in and out of the jail. I've never experienced that so far. I, I, I don't know all that stuff. I'm not being tempted like everybody has. I've been tempted in some ways, uh, uh, but I've not been tempted in every way. Uh, but this faithful witness, the Bible said, uh, that in all points he was tempted. He's a faithful witness. He can tell you what it's like how to respond to certain temptations. Amen. Not only that, but he qualifies because he's over everybody. Amen. Did you notice what it said? The prince of the kings of the earth. It did say he's coming back with a vesture dipped in blood that said king of kings and lord of lords. Amen. I'm telling you, he...
is over everybody. Amen. Uh, and uh, we've let our country go to hell uh, uh, by false witnesses that uh, speak lies and they wouldn't there when it happened. They don't even know what they're talking about. Uh, uh, that Bible said in Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 that God has set uh, the world in the heart so that a man cannot find it out. Uh, you know why it's one scientist gets a rock over here and he says that's six. Another one comes right behind him, picks up the same rock, and said that's 10 million years old. He don't even know how old he is. He don't know. He don't know how old that rock is. You watch that history channel. It used to be good, but it's any God and any Bible now. And they'll get on there and they'll say back, back when the earth was 25 billion years old. You liar. You're not a faithful witness. You weren't there. You didn't make it. You don't know. Jesus Christ said He's the only one that knows. And I guess He just sits up there and laughs when men try to figure out this stuff and say this is how God did this or this is how this was made. And uh, they're not a faithful witness. And a lot of people listen to people that are not faithful witnesses. And they start believing in evolution. and They start believing all this garbage straight out of the pits of hell. If you want to know something, ask the Lord. He is the only faithful witness. He qualifies because He's over everybody. The Bible said in Timothy, the only potentate. The Bible said He's the King of kings. He's over Biden, which don't take a lot. But He's over all of them, amen. They think they're in control. They're not in control. He's moving them just like pawns. And one of these days, the battle of Armageddon, he's going to say, checkmate. It's all over. These people, they think it's their idea. They, they think they're the ones doing it. They think that they're the ones that come up with it. No, sir. Uh, he's in control. I know sometimes it looks like it's out of control, but he's in control. <laughs> he knows everything. It kind of blessed me when I seen that. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. He's identified in that verse. He's qualified in that verse. And He's crucified in that verse. You say why the Bible said, verse 5, He loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. He couldn't wash us from our sins in His own blood if He hadn't been crucified and shed His blood on the old rugged cross. Listen, remember He's the faithful witness. He is the qualified one. Thank God He is. He is the faithful witness. Thank God He is. He's identified, qualified, but thank God He was crucified. Because without Him being crucified... You and I wouldn't have no hope. The Bible says He's the crucified one. Isaiah 53 
Oh, I love that chapter. And the Bible says, He is despised and rejected of man. A man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, faces from Him. And He was despised, and we esteemed Him not. Surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted, crucified. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen. It pleased the Lord to bruise him, the Bible said. All of that is Isaiah through the prophetic lens looking down through time to Calvary and he sees Jesus being crucified on an old rugged cross. He is the crucified one. Why the Bible said in Luke 23, the Bible said in verse 33, the only place Calvary's mentioned, said when they were come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified Him. He's the crucified one. But let me tell you something about that being the crucified one. It says something. That speaks something. It's in the verse here. The Bible says He loved us. He loved us. The Bible says, unto him that loved us. Amen. 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 Both that crucifixion, if that don't tell you that Jesus Christ loved you, I can't help you. The Bible says, again, unto him that loved us. He loved us. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we might be called the sons of God. Amen. We love Him because He first loved us. Amen. He's the faithful witness in what He says this morning. He says, I love you. He proved that by His crucifixion. Amen. We have ways of showing that we love somebody, but I don't guess there's any other greater way of showing that we love somebody than to give our life to them. That's what getting married is. You know, you, you give your life to somebody else. They give their life to you. Two lives become one. Well, the way Jesus Christ showed us that He loved us is He gave His life on the cross. He loved us. Look at the verse there. I'm talking about He was crucified. He loved us. Look back in the verse. And He washed us. Those of us that have been saved by the grace of God, we've been saved. We responded to the love of God. We accepted Him as our Savior. We believe what the Bible said that He loved us. He died for us and we received Him on ourselves. But the Bible said He washed us. He washed us. Now you think about going in somewhere to somebody living in filth 
I've been in some places like that over 40 years that you wouldn't believe. Two stick out in my mind of, of just filth that people were living in. And they were bed and in the bed. You think about me coming to the door and somebody saying, here's a pan of water, go back there and wash them, clean them up. Well, we'd all cringe from that. We wouldn't want to do that. But Jesus Christ took us who was dirty, filthy, covered in sins. I went to the jail one time. I got ready to leave and they said, this guy wants to talk to you. They said, he's a child molester. I said, okay. So I went back there and we talked through the cell for a few minutes. And when I got ready to go, he stuck his hand out. And I was reluctant, but I shook hands with him. But all the way driving home, I was shaking my hand. I felt dirty. I felt defiled because I knew the degradation of his sin. I, I knew how it made me feel, made me feel dirty. But going home, about halfway home, the Holy Ghost uh, impressed upon me and said, Jesus Christ, uh, He was drug addicts. He was harlots. Uh, uh, he was murderers. He was thieves. He was liars. He was Jew. What if Jesus... It went like that. The Bible said He washed us. Now He loves you. You can't stop that. He loves you. He proved it on the cross. He loves you. You can't stop His love. You can't make somebody love you that don't, but they can't stop you from loving them that do. He loved you. And you may not love Him. And if you don't, He's not washed you yet. But if you will accept His love and His forgiveness and His blood, it will wash away all your sins. And He'll wash you. He was crucified. It's all in the text. He loved us. The Bible said He washed us. And we'll have to drop down one line into verse 6. And the Bible said He made us. He loved us, He washed us, and He made us. I was up in that tent meeting this week, and I got there, and a friend of mine, Brother Ralph, he's got a Bible mobile that he drives around. He'll be here in Jubilee. And he sells Bibles and books and things on that bus. It's kind of like a big book mobile, like he was familiar with in school, and he'll be here. And I went up there early because I seen he was there. And I see him every year when I preach to Brother Cogley. He always drives it down there. And I got to know him. And so I thought, well, I'm early. I'll go up there and talk to Ralph. And I went up there and the door was open. I walked in and he was there. And uh, he said, well, Brother Prophet. And he got up and he hugged me. And we talked for a few minutes. Uh, and there was another gentleman standing there, a big tall guy standing there. And, uh, and had his uh, wife with him standing by him. And uh, Brother Ralph said, uh, Brother, I can't remember his name, he said, Brother, uh, he said, Do you know Brother Prophet? He said, This is Brother So-and-so. He ministers in Queens, New York. And the guy said, Well, I've never got to meet him, but I've heard about him. 
I thought this guy in Queens, New York has heard about me. And I started home after the meeting. And I said, Lord Jesus, here's a man in Queens, New York that knows about me because of you. But Lord, the problem is how many people know about you because of me? Well, that humbled my heart. Because it ain't about me, it's about Him. I wonder, I wonder how many people know about you because of Jesus. Nobody wouldn't know me from Adam if it wasn't for Jesus. The only reason anybody knows me is because of Jesus Christ over the last 40 years. And preaching and ministering. I mean, who, what's anything know about me anyway? It's not about me, but it's about Jesus Christ. Amen. There used to be a lady come to church here and she brought her grandfather one day. And he was a missionary, little short guy, and he stood up and he testified. And I never will forget what he said. I, I'm not going to call his name. I'm just going to make one up. But he said, my name is John Smith. And he said, if you hadn't met me, you haven't missed nothing. But my Savior is Jesus Christ. And if you don't meet Him, you mess it all. Amen. I'm talking about this faithful witness. There's only one. It's kind of like that faithful man, Proverbs 20 and 6, who can find a faithful man. Well, if you're talking about faithful in all points, there's only one. And His name is Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. Do you know Him? You said, Brother Rick, you said all men are liars. And the Bible said all liars would be in a lake of fire. Well, you see, I'm not me. You see, I went in the lake of fire on the cross. Because Jesus became me and I became Him when I got saved. I'm not a liar now. You say, you don't never lie? Yeah, I do, but it won't be on my account. You said, you mean you lie? Yeah, you do too, liar. I just told you the Bible said all men are liars. But you see, Ricky Prophet was crucified on the cross. Jesus was in my place and He died on the cross. That was my hell. That was my punishment. And you know what I get when I die? I stand before God as Jesus Christ. Never told a lie. Never done a sin. Never done anything. I'm just like Jesus. The Bible said, and He sinned not. That's the way God sees me. That's why I got eternal life. That's why I'm saved forever. That's why you can be saved this morning. That's why you can be like that. You say, why? Because the faithful witness said so. 
And back to our starting place and I'm done. A faithful witness will not lie. Lord, I thank You this morning that, that one day the faithful witness was faithful to witness to me. And I thank You for all the promises of God that are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Lord, I hope the spotlight today, Brother Ziegler used to say when a preacher gets up, it's time to turn the spotlight on Jesus Christ. And Lord, I hope the spotlight was on You today. And I know there's many here that has the witness, the faithful witness has let them know that they're saved. There's others here this morning and the faithful witness, he's not going to lie. He's not going to tell them they're okay. He's not going to tell them you'll be alright. The faithful witness says, you must be born again. The faithful witness says that you got to be saved. The faithful witness said there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave Himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time.